You are listening to a special edition of the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast. Our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed, is preaching a series of messages entitled Feast Days of the Nation of Israel. It is our prayer that these live recordings will be a blessing and an encouragement to you, our radio listeners. Let me tell you that I face a lot of crazy things out there. One of the things that I deal with a lot, and I don't know why I deal with it, but I do. Uh, one of the things that some are teaching, which is just plain heresy uh, in the guise of uh, some truth, they'll say the only thing that sends a sinner to hell is unbelief. Now, though that sounds pretty good on the surface, it's not the whole story, right? Because according to the Bible, uh, the wages of sin is death. That's pretty simple to me. The wages of sin is death. All right. So what sends a sinner to hell? It's sin. And that's simple as that. Now, it could be any kind of sin, but sin is what sends us. Sin is what merits the judgment of Almighty God upon us. If you go to uh, Revelation there, you don't have to turn, but maybe it'd be good to turn there, huh? We'll turn there. Why won't we turn there? I just want to show you just a couple quick things there. In Revelation chapter 21, you, you ought to have this in case somebody comes up with this, this thing, because it's so very important that what they're trying to do is they're trying to shirk the responsibility of a sinner to repent of his sins by simply saying that they have to repent of unbelief. Okay, but they're not getting to the nook and cranny of the problem. And that's what the Passover is all about. It's about sin. What do we do with sin? Sin, sin, sin. And that's the whole problem. That's why Jesus had to die on an old rugged cross, because of sin, right? He didn't come for a holiday celebration. No, he came because there was no other way to deliver us from the penalty of sin. It's always been sin. Sin has wrecked this world. Sin wrecks marriages. Sin wrecks lives. It's sin that the author of sin created, who is the devil himself, all right? And it's not so much the devil that we have to really look at right now. We have to look at what has been the result of the devil's actions. And that is we, as a sinner, we were born sinners, all right? We were born sinners. Uh, We don't have to learn to sin. Isn't that interesting? Uh, I mean, babies already... The minute they, they, they're born, you could see. Well, my, my, I know my children were sinning the minute they were crying. Uh, you, you ever hear a baby cry when they're born? They cry, they cry. Why are they crying for? They've been fed for nine months. Come on now. Some of them are overweight, 12 pounds. My soul. Amen. Now, sometimes there's preemies out there, but for the most part, uh, babies have no business crying. Why are they crying, you know? All right. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Woo! All right, so Revelation chapter 21 in verse 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son, but the fearful. Look at that. So it's not just unbelief. Fearful and unbelieving. Well, there you go. Okay, we give you credit for unbelievers too. All right, fearful, unbelievers, and the abominable, and murderers, and horrormongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters. And all, uh, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Right? So it's not just unbelief, ladies and gentlemen. The bottom line, it's sin. That's what sends a sinner to hell, ladies and gentlemen. The wages of sin is death. 
and death and hell shall be cast into the lake of fire one day. Yes. All right, so we got to get that straight. So we all came from Egypt. Uh, we were hopeless. We were helpless. And we were uh, depraved. Depraved to the degree that we couldn't figure out how to find the pathway to God. We couldn't figure it out. Nobody could figure it out. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, well, I know how to get to God. No, we're depraved. But aren't you glad that the Lord gave us some things to point the way? The heavens declare the glory of God. That's, that's good enough to start with. Amen? We have the light. We have the light shining on everybody that comes into the world. John chapter 1. We have the light of the glorious gospel. We have the preaching of the word of God. We have the word of God. We have the testimony of born-again believers. Amen. I mean, if you seek after God with all your heart, God made you a promise that you'll find him. Isn't that something? Which is interesting because uh, it's not only that we find God, but that God let us find him. He's been seeking us ever since we were born. He was seeking to save us. So nobody goes to a devil's hell without the Lord, God, uh, wanting to save them and doing everything he can to save them. So what happens to a person when they do get born again? Oh, a miracle happens. Verse 2, this month shall be unto you the beginning, beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So this is the sacred new year of the Jewish calendar. Passover is the sacred new year. During the Feast of Trumpets, they called that Rosh Hashanah. And so that's a kind of a man-made holiday that the Jewish people made up with because they believed that's when Moses came down from the mount and gave the Torah. And they say that is the new year, but it's the civil new year. It's the uh, legal new year. But this is the sacred new year during the Passover. You are listening to a series of messages preached by Dr. Freed entitled Feast Days of Israel. If you would like to have a copy of this series in its entirety, you may call us at 844-644-4426. Let me mention to you how important this is for you. When you got born again, how many born again? Raise your hand if you know that you're saved and know, all right? Well, you know, it doesn't matter if you was a drunk. Doesn't matter if you were a prostitute, doesn't matter if you were a sodomite, don't matter what you was, a drunk, a thief, a cursor, whatever you was, when you got saved, it be, you became a new creature. All things have passed away, behold, all things become new. Isn't that a blessing? You got a clean slate with God, and nobody can accuse you of anything. I mean, as far as penalizing you, no, for Jesus paid it all. So praise God for that. Uh, that's a blessing, isn't it? And so, and, and as a, you become a brand new spanking baby, the moment you get uh, marvelously, gloriously, wondrously, miraculously saved, that woke you up, didn't it? All right, amen. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, when you get saved, uh, that becomes really the best day of your life. It is. It's the best day of your life. Now, the second best day of your life is when you get a new body and get to see Jesus face to face. That's the second best day. I thought when I got married, that was the second. No, I'm talking about spiritual stuff now. Amen. So now we go on to the next event that occurs to uh, a sinner that gets saved. In verse 3, we have speaking unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of, the, of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, 
a lamb for a house. And, and I like that, don't you, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, there's always enough of the lamb for everybody. He's not just the lamb for the elect. He's the lamb for the unelect. And uh, thank God for you. You may have heard this already before. But notice there in verse 2, the lamb was for the nation when he said, uh, this month shall be unto you. That's referring to the nation. Then you hop down to verse 3, and it says, every man a lamb. Now we get a little bit more personal. But then what you really need to make uh, notice is verse 5. This lamb that was for the nation and for people in general now must become your lamb. Right? Verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish. So uh, if you're not born again, you never made Jesus your lamb. And it's not good enough to believe here in the brain. It's not good enough to acknowledge what Jesus has done. No, you have to receive him as your personal Savior. So I hope that truly he is your lamb. Then verse 4, the Bible says, And if the household be too little for the lamb, <laughs> may I say, no big deal. <laughs> Let him and his neighbor next unto his uh, house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. And then in verse 5, your lamb shall be without blemish. Now this is very interesting, very important to notice that every part of the prophecy here uh, about the Lord Jesus Christ had come true exactly to the minute detail. We know that Jesus is called the Lamb of God. John the Baptist said so, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin, that's singular, that's all sin. When, you, when it's singular, it means all sin. Taketh away the sin of the world. So Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God for the whole wide world, and he has to be functioning like a lamb. He was to be without blemish. Now, when I was in Israel, I grew up in Israel, I met all my young life, but partly, uh, I was taken to a slaughterhouse, especially during the Passover season, and to witness how they go about doing it. There they had all these, uh, these lambs, these ewe lambs of the first year. They all had them lined up on this conveyor belt, and, and there they are. They're, they're, they're coming down through this conveyor belt, and unbeknownst, I mean, it's the saddest thing in the world. I've never seen something so sad. As far as these lambs are concerned, there's the, every, it's the same day as the day before. You know, they don't know what's going to happen to them. And, and they really are led as a lamb to the slaughter. I mean, seriously, they're led, led as a lamb uh, to the slaughter. And at the end of this conveyor belt, a trap door opens up. And I saw it with my own eye. And they, they fall down. They slide down and land on their back. Their legs are chained. And um, there they are. They're usually two guys. Uh, one is a, a special rabbi who's uh, uh, ordained to do this uh, cutting. And he has a special knife. It's a razor-sharp knife. He goes through a, a prayer. Uh, they, they take the head of the lamb and, and put it back like this. I, I saw all that. And, they, and, and it go, he goes so fast, it's like you don't even see it, just like that. And, and he cuts it so fast because they want to be, I guess, they want to be humane about this, and they don't want the lamb to suffer. Uh, so they cut it real fast. And, um, and then... They, they cut open the, uh, the midsection, and he puts his hand in there, and he grabs, uh, he grabs or he looks at the liver. He wants to look at the liver uh, and the heart to see if there's any spots on it. Because if there's a spot on the liver or the heart, 
It's rejected. It's not kosher. Isn't that amazing? Doesn't that, isn't that what the Bible said about Jesus? He, he was a lamb without blemish and without spot. Praise God for that. And he was a sinless lamb of God, wasn't he? Did he ever sin? Could he ever sin? No, absolutely not. The sinless lamb of God. The just one dying for the unjust. Okay, so he was unblemished. And then we, the Bible says he's of the first year. Uh, and we associate that with Jesus being the only begotten Son of God. Uh, being the first, uh, the lamb of the first year of that flock, uh, that was a unique lamb. It was a one-of-kind lamb. Jesus is the one-of-a-kind lamb of God. Nobody is like him before him. No one will be like him after him. He is the only begotten Son of God. And so he was, fulfilled that typology perfectly. You have been listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist broadcast with Dr. K. Daniel Freed. And we pray that today's program has been an encouragement to you. If it has, please contact us and let us know you're listening. If you are of Jewish descent and would like to know more about the new covenant prophesied in the book of Jeremiah chapter 31, or maybe you're curious as to why true Bible-believing Christians have always supported Israel, please contact us. As a token of our love and appreciation, we would like to give you a beautifully bound Hebrew-English new covenant referred to as the New Testament. This Prophecy Edition Bible will be a great addition to your library and it will help you understand why those who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, have always loved, supported, and prayed for Israel. Now if you're writing to let us know you're listening or if you're requesting one of these beautiful Hebrew-English New Covenants, you may do so by going to our website, www.hopeofisrael.net. That's hopeofisrael.net. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1700, Powder Springs, Georgia. Three zero one two seven. Once again, that's P.O. Box seventeen hundred, Powder Springs, Georgia three zero one two seven. 